have you. Bill Michael's show is on the air on this fine Tuesday. The sun is out. It's warming up. I love it. Love it. We'll get uh, some cameras back outside via Tiki Hut and such uh, later on. Maybe we should do the show out there this week since we're awaiting the... uh, the other uh, the other studio to get finished, but uh, just to look out back, just uh, below the surface windows here, as uh, as today is beautiful. Today's nice. It's sunny. It's warm. I'm enjoying it. I was outside earlier today. Um, eight seven seven eight six seven sixteen seventy eight seven seven eight six seven sixteen seventy. Want to find us? Please feel free. Go ahead and do so. Matthew says poor Andy Herman has caught a lot of Twitter grief for even mentioning the R word. The rebuild. Sometimes my fellow Packers uh, fans are overly sensitive. Uh, I would agree because uh, now I don't think that I I don't think they're in a rebuild. To be honest with you, I just don't. But I I understand where Andy Herman is kind of coming from. So, he basically said that the Green Bay Packers are in a rebuild. And we talked about this yesterday, Ben. And your idea of a rebuild was tearing it down, you're going to lose for a a year or so, and then you start to build it back up, right? Correct, yes. Okay. Basically, he said, the Packers moved on from Rodgers, Lewis, Cobb, Lazard, Reed, Lowry, and likely Adrian Amos and Mason Crosby. They signed more, Orzik. Uh, They, quote, reloaded with 13 draft picks and only four players on this roster over the age of 28. Instead of denying it's a rebuild, we should be impressed that they have rebuilt it and still could win the division. Are you impressed that they rebuilt it? Oh, I, I am impressed in Gutekunst. I've made that clear. I, I, go through the names that the Packers got rid of again. Uh, I just got rid of his tweet. Uh, but basically, Rodgers, uh, Lazard, um, Crosby. Uh, let me go through this again. Cobb, uh, Dean Cobb. Lowry, Jerron Reed, Mercedes Lewis. I I can't really hear an argument, aside from Rodgers, which is obviously the most important piece. I can't hear an argument that getting rid of any of those guys is a bad decision to win. Right. I would argue maybe um, in some cases here you go. they here are. You go. Here you go. Rogers, Lewis, Cobb, Lazard, Reed, Jerron Reed, Dean Lowry, Adrian Amos, Mason Crosby. They reloaded with 13 draft picks. Only four players on this team are over the age of 28. And instead of denying it's a rebuild, we should be impressed that they've rebuilt it and could still win the division. And over that tweet, in the quote R word, he took a boatload of heat for it, which I, right. I don't think they're in a rebuild, but but I, I get where he's coming from. When you look at those names, and those are all names we rate, well, you know, maybe not, you know, Jerron Reed, but when you talk about Aaron Rodgers, Mercedes Lewis, Randall Cobb, Alan Lazar, Dean Lowry has been here for more than a few years, Adrian Amos, who's basically been the stabilizing factor in the center fielder in the defense, and then longtime veteran, drafted by the Green Bay Packers, Mason Crosby. Those are some names. They're names, but they're Correct. old, and I would argue they're not very good, generally speaking. Like, I don't think any of those players 
would have been cornerstones and really significant difference makers for the 2023 team. They would the, just be veterans. They would be there. I would agree with you. Uh, I Now, you take, again, yesterday, and we're going to get to your poll question because you posted I just asked a question over on Facebook, but you actually posted it, so I want to get to the numbers. But uh, you take Aaron Rodgers out of that mix. Mercedes Lewis is what? He's a big blocking, maybe a possession-catching tight end, but they don't utilize him. Uh, Randall Cobb, the thing you can count on, Randall Cobb, uh, kind of a right place, right time guy, came up with some pretty good – had a solid season when he was on the field last year. But, like we know, he's always going to have an an injury that's going to keep him out three or four games. Alan Lazard, for the most part, a third or fourth wide receiver on most, most teams. Runs a good route, decent hands, um, doesn't do anything overly dynamic. Jerron Reed, he was a big body up front, sometimes made a play, sometimes got completely pushed and wiped out of a play, nothing spectacular. Dean Lowry, he had one good season, and that was about the extent of it. For the most part, he was he was a, a, a good, affordable body. Adrian Amos... He's not a cornerstone, but he ever since he took over in the secondary, it's been he's been pretty calming back there. He's been pretty good about uh, you know kind of being the center fielder. Mason Crosby last year put it back all together uh, from forty and in he was deadly. From forty one to fifty, uh, I think he missed four out of five or four out of six or something like that. Um, but anything inside of forty, he was pretty deadly, and he didn't have the touchback ratio like many did in the National Football League when it came to kickoffs. So it was p- trying to put it in corners, and kickoffs were not necessarily the strong suit of the game. So in essence, you're right. There was nobody that you went, wow, they lost that guy. That's that's a loss. There's a hole there. The only guy I could say that to or about is maybe Adrian Amos because you didn't hear his name called. He basically did his job. Beyond that, there's nobody there that I'm that I'm saying to myself, wow, I can't believe they lost this guy. So when you move on from them and you replace them or reload with them with 13 draft choices, not, not of all are going to make the team, and who knows, but you, you go from being an older team with an average age well over, I think, 29, 28 and a half, to only now four players over the age of 28, and that's that's a that's that's significant when you talk about younger and faster, which is one of the things that uh, Brian Gutekunst alluded to that he wanted to get more team speed. So now they have that. The only thing you're lacking with moving on from those seven or eight guys is now experience. And that's it. And you still have the possibility, should your kicking game go awry, that Mason Crosby could be waiting in the wings just to come in and start kicking field field goals for you. But other than that, yeah, you're you got you just basically got younger. But there's nobody there. To, and again, take the quarterback position out of it because that's the great unknown. But there's nobody there you can't live without. You know what I mean? Yeah. Anybody who includes the name of a kicker in an argument that the Packers are rebuilding because they went to a younger kicker, like that, that just doesn't. It, I I love Mason Crosby to death. Don't get me wrong. But he's a kicker, you know? He's a yeah. he's an all-time packer, but there is a lot of waxing nostalgic that he's not at his locker anymore. It's like, I mean, it's not rebuilding your football team. It's like you drafted a new kicker. 
I would I would say this. In my opinion, two of the things the team last year was worse at, and it absolutely crushed them. Number one was defending the run. Maybe fourth, third worst in football. They just could not stop the run when it mattered. You saw it against the Eagles, most notably. They crushed it. Mm-hmm. The other was situational offense, whether it's third down, red zone. Okay, so I use this for college football. If a guy enters the transfer portal, but he enters off a unit that wasn't good last year, then is it a big loss? Or is it maybe better to move forward with different guys in that position? Like I look at the run right. defense, which, again, sucked last year. Okay, well, Jaron Reed and Dean Lowry are gone, and they were part of that not good rush defense. Then you can go also to situational offense, red zone, third down, and part of it is you have a tight end out there that's primarily blocking. So what do they do? They bring in two young tight ends, one of whom is a great athlete and can catch, the other who, you know, uh, Tucker Craft, probably good at, you know, the shorter yardage stuff, whatever. But you you cut the weight of the parts of your team that weren't good, infused it with younger talent. I, I don't see how it's seen as anything aside from, like, a major retool. There's no way they're rebuilding this team. I think they're better. I, uh, to retool, uh, you know, I mean, again, we're talking about the adjectives of what it is they're doing, and we're getting caught into the semantics of it, but I understand it. Uh, and, and this is what Gary says. Packers fans are just scared to death of their favorite team, quote, retooling, a.k.a. rebuilding. To me, rebuilding is you. they would have traded back a lot, gotten a lot of draft choices. They're putting a lot of guys at a lot of positions, um, and they didn't necessarily do that. They filled a couple of positions of need. They still have guys on this roster that are highly paid because usually when you start to retool or rebuild, you're getting rid of everything. You're getting rid of all the bad contracts. You're trying to get out from underneath stuff. You're trading guys away, and you're tearing it basically down to the studs, and they didn't do that. That's not a rebuild. That's basically getting younger. Now, in the uh, in the uh, terminology of experience, absolutely. Absolutely. But tell me the starter on a consistency you can't live without. And you can't do that. Mercedes Lewis, he was a rotational guy. Cobb, rotational guy. Lowry, wrote, eh, he was a starter, but you can do without. He wasn't He wasn't overly impressive. We'll find out via, again, going back to, you know, your analogy, Ben, that if you're talking about a kicker, is it really really a rebuild? Maybe, you, you know, back when the Bears got rid of Robbie Gould and they couldn't find kickers, back when, you know, uh, the, the Minnesota Vikings were going through kickers, in big moments that cost them games, you know, we've all seen it where it takes a while to find a guy that can kick in your environment, kick in the big games, kick in pressure, has a big leg, has the ability to do all that you need him to do. But we're talking about a kicker. But kickers are points. Don't forget. I mean, those those, those guys are points. So who else is there? You know, a Low, uh, not Lowry, uh, Lazard, he was a starter, but, again, he was – you know, people talked about Lazard, and I never understood that when Devontae left that, well, Lazard's going to take over the slack, and I'm what are you smoking? Lazard's good, but he's not hes not that good. He's hes not a one. He's not a two. He's a good route runner that, you know, maybe when play breaks down on third down, he'll be there. So you go through that whole laundry list of guys, there's nobody there that you're getting – rid of that you say I can't live without. Um, Jacob says, I have no expectation for the Packers. We have to see if Jordan Love is the guy or not. 
we don't for, uh, know, know for sure we should know after the next season or two. See, my I do have a level of ex- expectation. I think this team should be on the cusp of 500. I think this team should be on the cusp of the possibility of a postseason. And the reason why is because I think this defense is going to be a team, uh, uh, the side of the ball that's going to have to carry it. We've seen good defenses carry teams. We saw it in Baltimore. We've seen it in San Francisco. Good defensive teams carry teams. You don't have to be the highest scoring team in the league to be effective to get wins. And with, you know, even though two of them are hurt, with eight first-round draft choices on this team, continuum of drafting defensive players. And as Goody put it, we've got good defensive talent. It's just a matter of putting it all together. In other words, Joe Barry, it's your job. That's your job. If you don't put this whole thing together now, you know, with two years of your second year of Quay Walker, your second year of Devontae Wyatt, a pro bowler and a guy like Devondre Campbell, a pro bowler, Kenny Clark, Preston Smith, one of the highest paid corners and supposedly the best corners in the league in Jair, you know, you've now got another edge rusher in Lucas Van Ness. Hopefully Rashawn Gary comes back and he's, he's you know, full strength but still working himself back in. But that's fine because now you've got a second body you can rotate in with him. You've got bodies now up front. You, you, they drafted big. You know, it, it, this to me, it's more on uh, on 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 Joe Barry than anything. I still say, you know, I'm I'm on the prediction of about seven wins, but there's an expectation there to be fighting for a playoff spot, even if it's via wild card. Outside looking in, and we've had this happen before where as the season and as training camp gets here, you hear these good things about guys running around in shorts, and, man, this guy looks good, and, man, that guy has speed, and, man, this guy has hands, and, man, this guy can jump. And you you hear, and you really start to get that expectation. I think 10 or 11. I think 11 or 12. And it's like, whoa, slow your roll. I said, I've said all along I'm going to stick with seven, give or take. You know, you get a win or two, maybe you find yourself in the postseason. You get three additional, you make me look wrong, then you're probably talking about a wild card position. But that that's my realistic expectation. But expectation-wise is based upon the fact that the, the defense needs to be the unit that leads this team. They need to be the tone setter on this team. Everything else then begins to fall in place. And the more bites at the apple you give the offense via turnovers, the more opportunities the offense is going to have to score. 877-867-1670. You want to find us? Feel free. Go ahead and do so. Again, 877-867-1670. Hey, uh, golf season is about upon us. And if you've got a UTV and ATV, the trails up north are open. If you want to go up and uh, start enjoying some of those, if you want to take the uh, the pontoon tours, go fishing, the waterfall tours coming up in June and July and August. If you want to go golf a little bit, maybe you just want to get away, you want to relax in the pool, the spa, have a few beverages, a great meal, and just take it easy for a weekend. Four Seasons Island Resort in Pembine, Wisconsin. They are now hiring, by the way, and paid internships for the summer. Uh, you can send your resume to Wisconsin, uh, the Four Seasons Wisconsin at gmail.com. Otherwise, 
Get a hold of our girl Barb, B-A-R-B, 715-938-5110, 715-938-5110. Use the promo code Michaels, Michaels15, and they'll get you 15% off your stay. And their sister's uh, 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 resort is Pine Mountain, Michigan, and uh, that is uh, Timberstone Ski and Golf Resort. And the championship course there at the Timberstone is fantastic. Go play that. So you can play the nine-hole executive at the Four Seasons. The championship went over at Timberstone. Get a great stay at the Four Seasons. Great getaway. One tank trip right here in the state of Wisconsin or the UP. Again, call Barb, 715-938-5110. This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Golf Bays, uh, they're open year-round, but uh, now's the time you want to get out that way if you're going to start uh, kind of honing in on your game, get your swing on before you hit the links, LuxGolfBays.com. That's LuxGolfBays.com down in uh, Franklin, Wisconsin. But uh, the Rocket Complex and the Milwaukee Milkmen are about to get underway uh, down there, the baseball team. But the Rock Complex has the Umbrella Bar that is now open. They have music there on the weekends. It's an incredibly unique place. It's just basically a giant umbrella. And it's a giant umbrella, with, excuse me, with a bar underneath it, fire pits there, great seating, built-in stage. I mean, just a really cool place. And uh, you can see everything. Go to LuxGolfBays.com. That's LuxGolfBays.com. And then all the links to everything else that I just mentioned right there on the Lux Golf Bays page as well. But uh, just a great time down in Franklin, Wisconsin, as they continue to expand that complex and uh, just make it an incredible entertainment venue uh, down there. Really good stuff. And I haven't been down there in a while. i got to get over there and start swinging the clubs a little bit better than what I did this past weekend. Hey, Ben, what was the uh, the best score? Do you remember? Oh, God. The, yeah, a group tournament? shot. A, they shot 58. Okay, that's right. So they were, what, 13, 13. 14 under? 13 under? 58, 13 under par? Yeah, they. Uh, we were one over. And I didn't think we played that bad. Oh, I we did. Left, uh, we left. Well, we had... Uh, Back-to-back-to-back bogeys, and that hurt us because we had some – our approach shots were were not good, so we were off the green. And then after that, we got it – you know, we, we kind of battled back. We were four under – we were four over at one point, and we battled back, so it wasn't bad. We it was acceptable, I'd yeah. say. Yeah. We had some good putts. We had some good hits, some good drives. We just didn't put it all together. A little more consistency. But I think the guys that won, um, they had a few, from what I understand, they had a few guys that uh, not only know the course, but uh, they own that course. They're like, and, and I don't mean in the monetary sense. I mean, like, they're ringers for that course. So, so yeah, it's okay. Still a fun time had by all. But, yeah, I think it was 13 under, 14 under, something like that. Just had somebody ask me. I, I'm just kind of. You know, shooting it. Uh, 877-867-1670, 877-867-1670. Joe says the Green Bay Packers are turning the clock back on the 70s and 80s. But on the bright side, uh, it's going to clear up my Sundays for other things. Uh, Steve says everything depends on the offensive play calling. Will LaFleur keep calling the same plays as last year, the plays for Adams, or design new plays for his current receivers? See, I don't. There seems to be this consensus that Matt LaFleur uh, was the 
um, how do I put this? He was the guy obstinate enough to say we're only going to call plays the way it once was. And I don't necessarily go along. This it, That's why it's going to be an interesting season, uh, to be quite honest with you, because if, he, if, the, if the play calling looks so incredibly familiar to what we saw last year, then absolutely positively it is horrendous by Matt LaFleur and it, shame on him. But I, I just I, – I, I get this – sense in my gut that I I hate to put it as this, but I'm going to just because. The black cloud is lifted. He doesn't have to cater to Rodgers. He doesn't have to worry about what Rodgers is thinking. He doesn't have to worry about offending Rodgers, you know, having Aaron feel as if he's left out. I mean, I don't know specifics behind the scene, but there were times last year that I had to genuinely ask out loud, specifically during the postgame shows, has Matt LaFleur lost his team? Because he just, he, he seemed like he was backpedaling. He seemed, how do I put it? Soft. Like they were just, you know, again, I go back. The perfect example was getting ready to go to London. This is a business trip. He seemed very agitated. He seemed very intent on making sure that guys did not get out of their lane. We are going there for business. We are going there. I hate the disruption of my schedule. We are doing this. And then you go the very day, just after Matt LaFleur gets done saying all of this, you go to Aaron Rodgers and say, Aaron, you know, it's a business trip. Aaron's like, no, I look forward to go out to a few pubs and, Getting some of the local culture and mixing it up with some of the some of the locals and completely counterintuitive to what the head coach said. And I'm kind of like, wow, you know, is there that big of a a power gap, a focus gap inside that locker room? And I don't know if there was or wasn't. But that cloud of the possibility of of, of offending the quarterback, that's gone. This is now Matt LaFleur's team. You know, as much as you want to say, this is Jordan Love's team, that's Matt LaFleur's team now. Now you put your fingerprint on it. You put your fingerprint on it the first year you got here, and I was impressed with that. And then you saw the slow erosion because there was so much spent, so much energy and effort spent kind of making sure that Rodgers was happy, only to watch it ultimately disintegrate, you know? So... I, uh, I'm really intrigued to see Matt LaFleur put his arms back around. Because I look at it this way. Last year was kind of the get-out-of-jail-free card. If this thing just goes down in flames dismally this year, then I think everybody's out of a job. You just start throwing darts at a dartboard as to who's going to lose it. But I'm really anticipating an uptick in things that we see, strategically speaking, play calling wise, offensively, defensively, that's a whole other animal. That's a whole other animal. But offensively speaking, and the control of the head coach, I I gotta I want to hear um, different pressers, different level of energy of of determination pressers out of Matt Lafleur, because he doesn't have to guard his opinion for anybody anymore. I'm the head coach. Damn it, let me put my fist down. This is what we're going to do. You know, take take that whatever erosion of power you 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 lost over the last two years, take that back. 
I'm all for it. I mean, don't get outside of yourself because then it becomes fake and phony. But I'm all for it. Uh, Rodney says, Bill, my boy plays a second at nine under. I would have played but uh, went on a golf trip to Galena, Illinois. Hopefully next year I can join him. I know one of the guys on the winning team uh, pretty darn good. Uh, Mary says, I can say that Rodgers wasn't happy in the Packers franchise. Mary, I would uh, I would say you're right. But my issue is, you know, again, I don't want to get too deep into the discussion regarding that, but why? You know, you had the airing of the grievances, and after that they gave you everything you wanted. Why would you not be happy? Why would you not be happy? That I don't understand. It's like you, if you got to wake up every day and figure out ways to be angry or unhappy, you're putting so much effort into that that, yeah, the parting of the ways then is just needed at that point. 877-867-1670. Find us. We'd love to hear from you. we got a whole lot more of the Bill Michael Show. It's all coming up next. Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket, this is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. this place as uh, still working on the new studio and hope to be in the new studio no later than uh, than next Monday. So uh, really got to finish up some detail stuff and uh, the new paint has to go on the wall and then it's pretty much done as uh, we just have a little bit of electric to finish up and they're running the cabling through the wa- through the uh, through the walls uh, t- hopefully today or tomorrow and then it's pretty much done and that'll be it. Hey our friends at smoke on the water in Okachi the deck is open. So if you want to start uh, sitting outside, enjoying the weather, enjoying the boats passing by, rest, relax, some great margaritas, smoked margaritas out there as well, that's fantastic. Otherwise, you can always stop into Sloppy Joe's Saloon and Spoon on Hubertus, in Hubertus, both great places, both live music, both entertaining, both really good food, and both owned by the same people, our buddy Joe Hennis and uh, the beautiful wife, Ellen. So make sure you stop into both and support both as they support us and our motorcycle ride coming up on Sunday, September 3rd, benefiting Fisher House, Wisconsin. We really need you for that as well, and we're going to get some more uh, info on that later this week. And uh, as a matter of fact, I'm sitting here working on some of that during the break today. Uh, 877-867-1670, 877-867-1670. I... Uh, Jason, Jason says, I argue with you on most things. Uh, he says, uh, Matt LaFleur looks refreshed, uh, et cetera. I, look, I, as much as I want to say, and because people say, well, the offense needs to carry the team in a, in a quarterback-driven league, that's fine. I, and I, I can agree with that. But I don't know if the offense has that capability because I don't, as of right now, I have seen nothing that's going to tell me that Jordan Love's going to carry the team. Because ultimately, that's what you're saying, is the offense, meaning Jordan Love, has to carry the team. <clears throat> Excuse me. Unless the run game is so unbelievably good. And the lightning and thunder, the one-two punch, whatever you want to call it, with A.J. Dillon, who has a resurgence season or this year, and Aaron Jones just picks up where he left off, uh, short of fumbling the football, and everything just turns out to be great, then that's 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 one thing. With a more cohesive 
uh, more together from beginning to end offensive line? Absolutely. Absolutely. But I, you, you look at, even look at, say, what Brock Purdy did last year. Brock Purdy played well. There's no doubt about that. But they also did what they did because they had the number one ranked defense. You know, you look at some of the some of the guys that have gone on to win Super Bowls that have been average quarterbacks, it's because they've had great defenses. So even if you are – let's just say – and, again, I'm talking about this team and the possibility of this team making it to the postseason. If they have that possibility, it's not going to be just because Jordan Love played better than maybe what the expectations were. It's because the defense played really well in a lot of different categories. That's that's my point, because how much do you expect out of new tight ends, new wide receivers, second-year wide receivers? How much do you expect? How much should you expect? If you spread it, spread it out and you don't have one guy catching 18 touchdown passes, but you spread it out among everybody and everybody gets theirs, then my assumption is it'll be a pretty good season, but I don't know if it'll be a great season. You see what I'm saying? Which is why you have to have the consistency and have to have a better year defensively out of this team. Had this defense played two games better last year, a couple of drives late in ball games better last year, then it's it's a different season. Because it wasn't like the Packers were getting blown out consistently. Had they not given up, say, 10 points, 20 points, Oh, in different drive stretches throughout the season, in two day, two games or even three games, then they're in the postseason. It's a, it turns out to be a different year. Eight seven seven eight six seven sixteen seventy. Merlin says Rogers got some of what he wanted. I'm sure he wanted a true number one receiver and not two rookies. No matter why, uh, that's what it was. Well, I'm I'm sure that, you know, he wanted to see, you know, 12 different number one wide receivers come into the organization. The problem is you can't say this is what I want and then take all the money. And you can't say this is what I want and I'll let you know when I'm coming back and I'll let you know what the contract. You know, again, I, I don't want to go down this road because it's beating a dead horse, but the, the timing of this was everything. Rodgers didn't know. They spent two, three off-seasons kissing his ass. You couldn't do anything else until you figured out what you were doing with him. By then, guys were off the board. You know, Rodgers kept saying, I, wanted to, I want to see what they do. I want to see this. I want to see that. Well, we, we can't do anything. That's like saying, here's $100, Bill. Here's $100. I'll let you know what I'm going to take out of it, but I want you to go buy a car. Or I want you to, you know, maybe $10,000. Okay. I'll, I'll let you know what you can go buy. So I got money to go buy a car, but I don't know how much money. Because are you going to take 6000 8000 Are you going to take 1000 I, I don't know what level of car to buy. I can buy you one. But if you're going to take the majority of money, then I can't buy a good one. Now, well, again, with $10,000, I'm trying to be, I'm trying to make a point here more than anything. I'm not being realistic. But you get what I'm saying. So I don't I don't I don't know what what more there is to explain. 
That's why I can't sit here and just say, good against you're wrong. You didn't do anything to support this team. They had some money, but they didn't have the money that, you know, he wanted. He did get everything. He got the guys he wanted. He got Randall Cobb back. He, he, he got his guy in Al Lazard. They paid David Bakhtiari. They kept Mercedes Lewis. Absolutely, Merlin. They gave him everything he wanted. They gave him a say in part of the game plan. They brought guys to him and, and opportunities to him to look at certain tape and film and such via the NFL draft. He, he, he had say. There were times that they wanted to give him say, and he didn't even show up to meetings. They gave him what he wanted. Eight seven seven eight six seven sixteen seventy eight seven seven eight six seven sixteen seventy. Hit us up. Um, Greg says your notion of consistency is flawed. We had our second Hall of Fame quarterback and did nothing with it for twelve years. It was uh, bizarrely ironic that Green Bay did cater to Rodgers, yet not to the extent of drafting him wide receivers. I look. I agree with that. I agree with all of that. It was after I. Again, I, even when they drafted Jordan Love, they had defensive players there that I thought they were going to go with. Had they had the opportunity to even draft a guy like, say, Justin Jefferson, how much that might have changed the dynamic of this offense. I Look, I'm, I'm with you. I don't agree. If you go to the drafting of Jordan Love, I think it was, I, it was a bad move. The timing of all of that was terrible. 100% agree with you. After that, when Rodgers came in and said, hey, I've got opinions, I've got thoughts, uh, I feel like I'm just a quarterback, I'm not part of this, I, I've got some veteran experience here, I want to be. I, I don't want to be just another commodity. After that, they gave him everything they wanted. And I, prior to that, when, when Ted was here, oh, man, I agree with you 100%. 100%. I think there was a lot of garbage that was thrown in there. Especially, uh, especially the last two years of Ted Ted's regime. One hundred percent, I agree with you. They could have done things to give him more. I agree with that. I'm talking in recent history here, because you can't. You, there, there's not many arguments you can make there. As as to what, after the love pick, what they should have done. You were in. A, you you were stuck. So, no, I'm not laying it all at the feet of Aaron Rodgers, but what I'm saying is is after the love pick in the last couple of years specifically, absolutely, they did everything he needed to within their capability. Prior to that, no. It, it, was, it was, you know, you talk about guys, when you go through the drafting uh, and you start to look at the draft choices of, say, Ted Thompson, you look at the, the years of guys like Dayton Jones, and, um, you know, Cletius Hunt, you go back into the years even when Brett Favre was still here. You look at guys like Kevin King, Josh Jones, Montrevious Adams, um, Jason Spriggs, Kyler Fackrell, you know, um, who, uh, you know, uh, Demarius Randall, Quentin Rollins, HaHa Clinton Dix, you know, Kyrie Thornton. You look at all these guys, you know, uh, um, who was the other one I'm thinking of? Nick Perry, thank you very much. Nick Perry, Jarrell Worthy that year. Oh, my goodness. Uh, they did try to bolster the offense with Derek Sherrod, and that was a 
that turned out to be horrible right after they had drafted Brian Balaga. They thought they had the golden touch, and Sherrod, just as he started playing decent, broke the leg and never played football really again. So, I mean, I, I that I agree with. I agree with all of that. Yeah, I can't argue with you there. 877-867-1670. Hit us up. Uh, again, though, Jason says, well, the first thing you say when you say Kevin King is people go, uh, T.J. Watt. But again, to the argument that was just made, and I agree with you, I would have taken T.J. Watt over Kevin King. However, that's still not an offensive weapon. So it still would have been a defensive pick. You see what I'm saying? If you are looking for something fun to do, our friends at the Irish Cultural Heritage Center, 30-plus years they've been getting it done. They are a not-for-profit group, and all they do is spread sunshine, cheer, and fun. Uh, They've got a lot of great events at the ICHC. Go to ICHC.net. If you're looking for a concert to go to, some music, a little pub action, great. If you want to, say, host a wedding reception or a wedding there. Great. Or for meeting spaces. Whatever it happens to be, call them 414-345-8800. Get a hold of our buddy Corey. Such a good guy. And he's on the uh, he's on the Milwaukee Admirals watch as one of the EMS guys there. Now with the Milwaukee Milkmen as well. So he's all over the sporting events around town. So he knows it. He's a good guy to work with. But not only that, he also runs the ICHC, the Irish Cultural Heritage Center right on Wisconsin Avenue, West Wisconsin Avenue, just west of the Marquette campus, but a beautiful, beautiful venue. If you're looking to do a wedding, if you're looking for a reception, if you're looking for meetings, or you're looking for a night out, they hold different things. Just follow them over on Facebook or go to ICHC.net. That is ICHC.net. Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket, this is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Welcome back. Good to have you. Hey, our friends at Cunis, K-U-N-E-S, Cunis, uh, RVs, automotive, trucks, commercial as well. You can always find them at shop, S-H-O-P, shopcunis.com. That is shopcunis.com. And then the RV side, uh, get ready to uh, get the, uh, the big unit cruiser. And looking forward to it. And whether you're looking for a motorhome, fifth wheel, camper van, travel trailer, Cunis has got you covered. They have locations. They continue to expand throughout the state of Wisconsin. And uh, and beyond the borders, for that matter. Their buying power is huge. They take consignments. They're starting new services, such as a concierge service as well, where they can uh, get it all ready for you. You go, you pick it up, you go to your weekend, you go enjoy yourself, you bring it back to Cunis, you let them clean it up, you let them store it for you. It's that simple. They flush it out, the whole thing. Excellent stuff and excellent service from our friends at Cunis. Go to CunisRV.com. K-U-N-E-S, CunisRV.com, or ShopCunis.com if you want to go to the automotive side for Madison, Stoughton, Barneveld, Elkhorn, Lake Geneva, Platteville. They're all over, and they're also a proud supporter of our motorcycle ride coming up on Sunday, September 3rd, uh, benefiting Fisher House, Wisconsin. So thanks to our friends at Cunis, uh, both the automotive side and Cunis RV which is Wisconsin's fastest-growing RV dealer out there. So some good stuff from them. Let's get to the phone calls. Let's get to our buddy uh, Daniel listening to us in Toma. Daniel, what's going on, man? How you doing? Yeah, you were talking about Rodgers being spoiled and all that stuff. you know. But here you got Love has already threatened him, according to what the news says. He says, you start me or, I, or I'm out of here. 
He already well, threatened sure, that I, this year, and he's I, a rookie. How many rookies that has no really starts on him can threaten a coach? Well, they didn't threaten a coach. That, they threatened Gutekinds because they said, hey, look, you're either going to play us or trade us. We just we want to get started in that's our That's what career. his, uh, yeah, his uh, agent said, sure. play us or trade us. So they basically they were putting it in a bind, you know. Look, it waits your turn, you know. And if that's that, I don't understand that. You know, he's basically, you know. Then today you said that they Rogers was never happy, but he invested in the Milwaukee Bucks. That doesn't make sense. So that means he was at least trying to get them with the people. And number two is. It's in the today. Well, I news. never said I was. Ha- I never said he was happy. I said what I I read. No, no, I think the people, the people out here right, 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 say he right. wasn't happy. But today's news it says, oh, today they got all these offensive players they drafted. Wouldn't Rogers just love to have that because they never, never gave him any players? That's what's on today's uh, sports section in the Wisconsin State Journal. Yeah, um, I which I appreciate it as always, Daniel. I okay. Let's start with what you said about uh, Rogers never happy. Rogers had a point in time in which he was happy, absolutely. Um, it, I it was you. You always want weapons. You always want to have the team fortified. Quarterbacks always want weapons. You know, I think we knew going into seasons where the weaknesses kept lying. Right? You kind of felt that. With Devontae, you could put anybody on the opposite side. You're good to go. The offensive line was solid. The running backs were good. So you got to bolster the defense. You know you need a top five, top ten defense to win championships. I mean, how many times that we have seen this team get to, uh, in the NFC playoffs, get to an NFC championship game only to see the defense just completely wither away? We saw it against San Francisco. We saw it against Atlanta. Um, we saw it uh, in 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 um, in Seattle to a certain extent. Although I, I the Packers should have won that game. I mean, had it not been for some major gaffes on the players' parts, for the most part, you know, Julius Peppers telling Morgan Burnett to go down, and I can go through the whole laundry list again. Clay Matthews pulling himself out. Micah Hyde not knowing where to go. Bostic going up for the onside kick. I mean, yada yada yada. You know, all of that stuff. I thought it was a, a one of – had they won that game, they won a championship. That game just sticks with me. And then going into San Francisco and getting dump trucked, going into Atlanta getting dump trucked, but they got there because of the offense. The defense played well enough, but once you got into an NFC championship game, you didn't have enough defense to sustain. Where you did have enough was in the game against Tampa Bay, and Rodgers didn't play that great. The offense didn't come through. The game against San Francisco – at home, major flaws going into that game that we all saw all throughout the season, special teams-wise. We knew that, but the offense was bad. We knew that, too, and the offense didn't do anything to support it. So I understand the argument they needed to get more weapons for Rodgers, and, and absolutely, you always want to have more weapons. You want to have a high-powered offense. But even the year that they had the high-powered offense, and they went 15-1, and they didn't win anything. The offense was fantastic. The offense couldn't stop any, or the defense couldn't stop anybody, and the offense got stymied. You know, Jay Qual says, in my opinion, Gudikins proved how good of a GM he actually is with the Aaron Rodgers trade. Um, the uh, which uh, he he did get more in the Aaron Rodgers trade that I think many thought he would get. 
it went from getting two first rounds and you need to, you know, get the farm to he got a pretty good amount. He got more than a lot of people thought he would get out of that trade. We'll talk more about this when we come back. 877-867-1670. Hit us up. Got a lot more. You want to chime in like Daniel just did? That's the phone number. Want to get your opinion on a lot of this stuff. More of the Bill Michael Show right around the corner right after this.